Welcome to Leadership Amplified. The purpose of Leadership Amplified is to inspire leaders to get more impact with their teams, to promote inclusion, and to make leadership more satisfying. And here to help me in this episode with exactly that is Hanley Pretorius. Hanley is an experienced senior leader with 25 years of experience leading people's strategy in support of business outcomes. She's worked across infrastructure services, FMCG, financial services, telecommunications and manufacturing, both locally and abroad. As a trusted advisor to the C-suite, Hanley leads with integrity, honesty and authenticity. She has a passion for solving business problems and does so by facilitating collaboration, looking at the system as a whole and driving towards results. She's an advocate for continuous improvement and creating positive forward momentum. Great leadership skills are essential for business success. Hanley is committed to developing leadership skills at all levels and coaching the C-suite to build high-performing teams. Hanley, hi, and welcome to the podcast. Great to have the conversation today. Thank you, Karen. Very happy to be here. Lovely, lovely. So as is usual, I'm going to start off by asking you to tell the story of your leadership career, some of the, you know, perhaps earlier but important experiences that you've had across your career and what it was that got you to where you are today. Uh, well, Karen, I, I landed in uh, human resources actually by accident, not by design. Uh, but once I actually started my career in human resources, I actually developed quite a bit of a passion for um, for my profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in uh, telco and uh, um, one of the things that was quite meaningful for me in that uh, time was the opportunity to implement a performance management process from um scratch which was really an excellent experience it it showed me uh the my love for sharing knowledge for facilitating uh, mm-hmm. but also just to create process improvement to to really take a process that can have a meaningful impact to the business mm-hmm. and actually just uh make make the difference um i I stayed there for about five years before I moved into financial services and um, uh, that was a great time. I I really had an opportunity. I had a great leader who loved to play an experiment and I had lots of opportunities to, to play an experiment with her. And um, we, we did a number of different things in the time that we were there. Um, but one of the things that I got uh, to do while I was there was to actually implement implement an HR management system, mm-hmm. um, and that was uh, a, an opportunity to from an end to end cycle to design processes and systems around our people processes and systems around the system, uh, and it was actually and I might give away a little bit my age here, but it was. Also, the opportunity where we we implement leader and employee self service for the first time, uh, which was really kind of a great initiative, and it was it was really great to be able to empower leaders and employees to uh, have a different experience, um, uh, not just with the technology, but also with the processes around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and- tell me, you said that you got into HR 
by accident rather than design. So, and it sounds so far like a very happy accident. <laughs> um, but how did the accident happen? What were you going to do and how, how did you get diverted from that into HR? I, I studied a Bachelor's of Commerce in um, uh, Hotel and Tourism. Right. And but in organizational psychology was one of the majors I had. And um, uh, I just I, I st- thought about going into hotels and tourism and I had the first opportunity to actually go into that space, but quickly realized that it wasn't quite what I wanted to do. And I was unemployed and looking for for a role and 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 human resources was the was the there was a HR secretary at that point in time what it was called and and I had the opportunity to apply for that and uh just really had a leader who encouraged me to study further in the field and um and yes so it I wanted a job and found a career was really really what happened yeah nice nice and I like that you know that that little seed was planted in the degree even if the overall degree wasn't quite the right direction but that little seed around um, organizational psychology was there and I know from moving on with the story which I'll let you do in a mm-hmm. sec that that is something that has re- remained a constant for you yeah. absolutely yes um so I then went to, I was a big fish in a small pond. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to just spread my wings a little bit and work in a larger organization. And so I joined um, um, a South African breweries at the time in um, so manufacturing and fast moving consumable goods industry. Um, and that was I love that. Uh, definitely have a bit of a passion for manufacturing and FMCG. And um, uh, there's two things that I think really stood out for me in that time. Um, the one was uh, the discipline around change management. There mm-hmm. was never anything done um, within the brewery without a proper change management plan, whether it is a change in process, whether it's a new piece of kit that's installed, uh, or there was always change management supported um and so developed a good discipline around that and um the second thing i got to do in my time there i again had a great leader that i worked with and partnered and um gave me the freedom i think you get the i get the or organizations get the best out of me when i have an opportunity to play and experiment mm-hmm. um and this leader again provided me with some opportunities to play and experiment and we um developed a top 60 leader forum and we really focused throughout the time that I was there on that top 60 leader development so that we would on a quarterly basis get together and focus on on different um competencies related to leadership and I I guess that that also kind of awakened my passion for leadership development in the time that I spent there mm. yeah yeah so how do you think it was that they developed that strong focus on change management? And sorry, I'm going to ask you a, two, a double-barreled question, which is dreadful. But how, how do we still use that the discipline of change management today, or or have we moved away from that that sense of change management can be done in a particular way that takes some discipline? I. 
I think that when people really truly understand change management, then it's done really well. But I think the challenge that most situations have is that people fail to understand it. They uh, Individuals look for a linear process, and it's sometimes taught as a linear process. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 change is messy and unstructured and goes into circles and you kind of uh, building the case for change and then you move down the, the 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 process of change and then all of a sudden you jump back into the building the case for change so I think the that what people struggle with when they are taught a change methodology is the actual practical application of it in real time Mm. Um, but when it is applied and if I think if you think about it as principles rather as a process then I think change management um, works really really well and I think the other thing that that uh, mistake that people often made is to think once they've made a decision and they want to implement the decision that the change process starts but that's just a communication process that's starting change starts right from the point where you start thinking about changing a direction and and you already have to start thinking about who are the stakeholders that I need to take on this journey with me mm-hmm. and what do you think and again I'm diverting you from your your story but what do you think is the appetite for leaders today generally for the discipline of change management? The leaders that I've worked with that I've and I've I had the privilege of working with with very good leaders have have had a strong appetite for it. I think that people know the pain that you feel when you when you don't do change well. Um you'd only have to experience that a couple of times to know that it's better to prevention is better than cure. <laughs> so um, to be able to really go back and say, no, let, let's get this right because we know we'll get to the outcome faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I certainly, the leaders that I've worked has got a good appetite, but I think that everybody can tell you their war stories and the scars that they've developed about change that's done badly. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, um, I'm really encouraged to hear that it is being taken seriously and with some degree of rigour. That's fantastic. All right. So um, in this organisation, this is where you developed your passion for leadership development. So what comes next in the story? Um, So then I packed up um, everything uh, and moved across the ocean to from South Africa to Australia uh, and uh, I had permanent residency, so I was just really open to any opportunity. And I was very blessed to uh, join um, Lion uh, uh, Beer and Dairy Company, so manufacturing FMCG again. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the great organisation, great people practices, and um, got to do lots of, of great things in my time there. I think one of the things that I've loved most around my time at Lion was um, leadership coaching and working with with leadership teams and and whether it was just around developing those teams from coming together and becoming high performing teams or whether it was working with teams through periods of change uh, and 
and just really um, building that partnership, that thought partnership with leaders, not just around uh, absolutely around business outcomes, but then also around their personal journeys and their personal development as leaders uh, and becoming great leaders. And, and that was a that was a great. That's in that time actually, um, I I have a great passion for learning, which developed uh, comes from my time at Telco when I first started working, but um, I did my master's in coaching psychology during my time at Lyon, and uh, it was a uh, it was a course that I absolutely loved. It was so practical and so um, positive in the concepts and uh, ideas that, that I gained in that time that, uh, that I could apply um, mm. to all the the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, w- what are some of the challenges um, for an HR? Uh, professional working with leadership teams Um, because it's a different kind of leading isn't it it's sort of leading the leaders in a sense or facilitating the leaders uh, in their ability to lead the organization so what were some of the the challenges and the successes that you experienced there Uh, I think the the challenge it, it is about facilitating but it's more than just your standard facilitation. It's facilitating collaboration. So you need, you need a level of trust, um, and, re- you know, strong relationships with the leaders that you work with. A, a team won't allow you to work with them and take them on their journey if they don't have that trust established within you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it is around your business knowledge and understanding because you're there to facilitate collaboration around um, a business challenge or objective that the team is trying to achieve. So, and then I think it's, it's around just really listening and responding to the team. You, you kind of, you, ha- you have an idea of the process you want to take the team through, but you hold that, that very loosely and, and it's really kind of, um, intuitive process of feeling, and hearing and responding to the team and where they at because sometimes teams have they put one objective out there but really when you work with the team and uncover you you find a very different um outcome that they're really after so it's 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 holding your your um ideas very loosely and then really just allowing the team um to to take you where they need to go um so yes yeah, yeah. Very interesting work that you were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's uh, continue on to the next chapter then. I um, have always had this uh, this journey of, of uh, or timeline of five years. I seem to be going, moving from one oh. organisation to the next every five yes. years, which has always been a great, great pe- period of time, you know, to, to really make a meaningful contribution. Mm-hmm. So at the end of five years, I've only really experienced line as the only organization within Australia. So I really wanted to um uh to spread my wings. And I had an opportunity to uh w- go back into Telco um mm-hmm. for a period of uh, a year joining Optus um and in that time uh did quite a, a lot of large scale change um with the leaders that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of um great people that I got to to um work with and, and there we experimented a lot with um organizational design and how we actually not just 
you know, change where it's targeted as we need to save money and how do we save money, but really how do we make things better? Mm. Uh, and so really finding creative solutions in, 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 organ- in your organizational design approach to, um, to solve those, those inefficiencies or create those opportunities for growth within the organization. Uh, and, um, I was there for about 12 months, but, I knew that um, my ambition has always been to move into a chief people officer role. And so having always um, um, fulfilled mostly business partnering roles, mm-hmm. even though I've kind of left um, in small organization, the whole HR function, I wanted to really step into a larger organization, into the center of excellence. Um, and so I joined Ventia. Um, so infrastructure services and uh, got um, to lead the organizational effectiveness team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it really gave me a great appreciation for um, being on the other side. I think there's always a natural tension between um, a center of excellence and a business partnering uh, teams within an HR function. And um, there's, Yes, it was kind of that opportunity to bring my knowledge and experience from business partnering into the role, um, but then also kind of experiencing the challenges um, around trying to do, to design solutions that um, really meet the need of all the stakeholders. Um, you know, there's multiple stakeholders with with diverse needs and and you need to try and design sustainable solutions that's going to work for everybody. Um, yeah. so, so tell us a bit about, I mean, for, for people who are not so familiar with these um, concepts, the idea of a centre of excellence versus business partnering, what's, what's well, perhaps what's the relationship between them, the ideal relationship between them? Yeah, so the centre of excellence is usually uh, teams that are very specialised, so whether it be in learning and development or um, in recruitment or employee industrial relations. So is your specialist teams that um, that design uh, the way things are done within an organisation. So this is the way we evaluate performance or this is the way we manage talent. So they design those frameworks and processes. Um, and then the business partners or the teams that take those and actually and bring it to life within the business. So they understand the business needs and context, the, the objectives that the, the business is trying to achieve, and they're able to um, take those frameworks but apply them in a meaningful way um, and bring them to life for the business. Mm-hmm. So moving into the Centre of Excellence, what, what was it that you learned about business partnering that um, you wish you'd known before? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think that um, I think it's really uh, HR is a is a very difficult customer. I think, is firstly, is what I've learned. Yeah. Um, I think the business is sometimes uh, a, an easier customer. We're very hard on um on our own people. Um, and then I learned that yeah that that exactly that point that there's multiple stakeholders. There's a there's an enterprise view. Um, and you're trying to uh, you're trying to to build solutions that works for the enterprise, but then also provides enough flexibility um, and uniqueness for the different parts of the business to have their own individuality. 
Um, and that's a hard task um, to deliver on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Next steps, next chapter, where are we up to in the the kind of career progression? Uh, so I've I've had a great um, journey with with uh, Ventia. Uh, I got to do. Uh, I've seen the organisation move from um, private equity right through to being a publicly listed organisation, um, and there's been a lot of change and transformation in that time. So it's so it's always seeing the organisation grow up. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's been almost five years, so it's probably uh, time for the next opportunity. Um, and I've uh, I've recently um, secured a new role, uh, going back into my love for FMCG, um, mm-hmm. into a chief people officer role. So very excited to take that next step on the journey. Yeah, congratulations! Thank you. It, it sounds like I mean there's been a lot of change in your kind of life, your country, and the kinds of organisations and industries that you um, have worked in. What has been, what's the common thread? If you look back over your career, can you see a common or some common threads? I think the reflection I've had over my career is that there's a lot of changes, clearly a common, common Mm. theme across uh, all the, the different industries, but it's that continuous improvement, just making things better, whether it is small incremental changes or whether it's big bang changes. Um, I've always um, almost a sense of restlessness. Um, I'm not necessarily the person to maintain the status quo. I'll Mm -hmm. always be tinkering and saying, well, how can we make this process better or this this, uh, solution better to deliver a a more meaningful outcome, whether it be for the individual or for the leaders or for the business as a whole? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that kind of takes us to the next part of our conversation. Obviously, uh, we've had a prior conversation and that feeds very much into the clarity of your own purpose and so I'm interested in understanding from you um, more about this whole idea of your purpose uh, and how important it is to you and you know how you developed the clarity about your own. Yes I think I've I feel like I've shifted in leaps and bounds in my um, in my thoughts and my thinking around my purpose, but I feel at the same time that it's a continuous journey and that it will always be something that I will be focusing on and developing and, and growing. But um, I must admit that this year has been uh, – instrumental in the shifts that I've managed to create around just starting to really get clear in my own mind around what are my unique contributions and strengths that I bring to an organization um, and what do I want to be known for Um, and this such power in actually having that clarity in your own mind and it's hard you think you know but when you really have to articulate it to someone else you kind of realize it's really hard to do Mm -hmm. and and ever since I actually in this year started to to talk about understanding my own purpose and what my unique contributions is 
I've, I've started to become more aware when I'm in interviews or just engaging with people mm-hmm. when they are able to clearly articulate their purpose. And it just, it's, it's, it's actually quite striking when you actually hear someone talk about their purpose with such clarity. They, they're just so clear about their contribution. Um, but also being clear about what they do want and what they don't want. And I think that is also the power of, of having that clarity is, you know, you so often you hear, um, people talk about, um, you know, the, the inability to say no to things. And I think the inability to say no to things also comes from the fact that you're not clear about what is that contribution that you want to make to an organization or mm. to society. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I found it quite powerful actually to, to start cl- getting that clarity of thinking. Yeah. And so you've mentioned that it's quite obvious or something you've started noticing in a really fresh way when you're engaged with other people. What about when you use it yourself? What what difference do you think it makes either just to yourself because you are clear and you're using it or to the people that you're using it with? I think for myself, uh, I definitely have tendencies of perfectionism and always being um, unsatisfied with the now, always saying, what can I do more and, you know, what's next? And I think that what it gave me is the ability to reflect on my career and actually um, give yourself recognition and appreciation for the contributions that you have made. I think where you kind of look at things with almost like a dissatisfaction around, I could have done it better, I could have, you know, done it differently you you kind of reflect on and you kind of know that the the impact that you've had so I think it's it gives you a a sense of that acknowledgement and recognition for the contributions that you've made I think the other thing that it's given me is uh just the ability to um be clear around what what I want Mm -hmm. um and and being able to recognize it and articulate it a lot clearer to other people. Um, so it just, it gives you that focus around where you want to go and the contribution you want to make. Uh, so it's, it's for me personally been, um, very, very powerful. Um, and, and, and just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like it's done uh, some great things for you. You said it's not easy. So what made it easier to get to this point of clarity? Uh, I think I've always been naturally very reflective um, Mm. and doing a lot of introspection. um, But, you know, it, it it was sitting down and just having to do the hard work around and it's, it, you know, conceptually, you, you can talk about it, but, but someone actually says, okay, write down, you know, who am I? You know, trying to articulate who I am and the contribution I make, you know, clearly and concisely. When you try and do that in, and, 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 and write it down and play it back to someone, you kind of realize, oh gosh, that's, that, that's hard. And I think it's just been the grappling with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've had lots of different conversations and I know in the time that 
that we worked together, um, there were elements of it that was, I kind of felt came easy in the end, you know, being clear around what my goals were, who I am, how do I, how do I live my life and what do I think the contribution is I make? But, but actually defining that little purpose thing seemed to be a, a little bit elusive. And I just had a number of conversations with different people and, um, who tackled the same question, I guess, with different angles mm-hmm. and, and it just, I don't know, just one day it kind of clicked. Um, and it was like, oh, I think I, I, I get it. So it's sort of, and, and I think that's, that's just the way my mind works is you, I, I, I struggle with a problem. I almost put it in, in the back of my head and, you know, you're constantly scanning the horizons and for information that helps you with this problem that's, that's sitting there in the back of your head. And just one day it just, yeah, became a lot more clearer. Um, Again, I wouldn't say I have arrived. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I will always think of of it as something that you you continually refine and 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 I think quite honestly also can evolve. Uh, you know, I I look at my my sisters um, and just in recent conversations, you know, and and reflecting on their lives and what I think their contributions are, you kind of see that evolve as as their life stages change as well. So I think that's the other part why you would um, constantly be be uh, be tinkering with it in some shape or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not something that. Uh, unless you're in a coaching or leadership development program or a personal development program of some kind, people necessarily take much time uh, over. It almost, I think some people talk about it, it's feeling like it's a bit of an indulgence or perhaps even an unnecessary indulgence. You know, what what do you need it for? Why Why can't you just, you know, snap it out and there it is? What would you say to them? I, I think it's absolutely essential. I think if you want to grow as a you know whether it be as an individual or as a leader in a in a certain profession if you want to make your most meaningful contribution you need to grapple with that question mm-hmm. um because the clarity um will just make you so much better in terms of 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 achieving what you want to achieve or making the contribution uh, i think it helps you recognize what you do bring it helps you recognize where you know no one person is has got everything in the toolkit so where are your opportunities and and what are the kind of people that you need to surround you with so that you um have the strength of the team so i i think it's i think it's an absolute necessity to do it if you really want to um make make a meaningful contribution great Thank you. And as we bring the conversation to um, a close, let's go back to that wonderful HR experience and career that you have. Uh, and I'll ask you what, you know, three or so pieces of advice would you give to early HR um, professionals? I think the one thing I always um say to young people entering the HR um, profession is unless you are very clear and passionate about a particular area I, I always recommend people don't specialize too early on in their career mm-hmm. have um ha- have an opportunity to work across multiple different areas 
um, within um, uh, the field so that you get to experience everything. You develop an appreciation for all the different parts uh, within human resources, and then you make your choice around whether you you want to continue on in your career as a business partner or whether you you want to to, to choose a path of specialization. Um, I've found immense value in working both in business partnering and in a center of excellence. So I would recommend, highly recommend that to anyone to, to develop appreciation for working in the center, but also working out closely with, with the frontline leaders. Um, and then, and then I, I always encourage people to gain experience with, with multiple different organizations. I have absolutely loved um, working across five different industries, learning what is unique and different about industry, each industry and how to apply my, um, you know, my people practices or in, within the different contexts um, that are operated within. And I think there's a lot of value in, in just understanding different organizations and knowing how you need to adapt um, to suit that particular um, industry or organization that you're working with. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for that wisdom. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your uh, busy working life uh, to have this conversation. I really appreciate it. And absolutely congratulations and looking forward to hearing about uh, your success in the next role. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. I really appreciated the time.